Listening to the coffee hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We get to go to camp today. I wish we could actually be at camp outside. Every year we dream of that. Every Going year. to camp when we talk about all the fun opportunities for kids at camp during the summer and maybe adults too. Yeah. But we, we have yet to make it to camp when we we're to, planning for camp. We need to do that. Maybe we need to plan that for 24. Put Let's that on that the calendar in the spring so we can go to camp. Thanks to yes. Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. Today we're heading to Michigan and Illinois. So we're going to go to Michigan first. Our joining us today, Craig Oldenburg. He's executive director for Camp Concordia in Gowan, Michigan. Craig, welcome back to the coffee hour. Thank you very much. It's uh, it's good to have you on again and talk about all the fun things going on at camp this summer. And then we're going to head just a little bit south and well, for us, it's north. We're going to head over to <laughs> Kingston, Illinois. Joining us today, Bill Indelli, Executive Director for Wall Camp in Kingston, Illinois. Bill, welcome back to the coffee hour. Hey, hey, great to be back. Great to be back. And we are excited to learn more about Wall Camp today as well. Since both of you have been at camp for, you know, more than a minute, uh, you know a lot about <laughs> camp <laughs> and uh, you know a lot about what happens at camp and, and why families send their kids to camp, why kids want to go to camp. Why camp? Why why do kids want to go to camp during the summer? Why do parents think it's a good idea for kids to go to camp? Bill, you want to take a, a, a start, this off, start this off for us and then, then we'll go to Craig as well. Sure, sure. I Kids come to camp just to to get that social experience that they've been like shut out of for the last few years, just to learn more about Jesus and generally just to ha- have a good time and meet new folk. Uh, it's kind of exciting what happens when you see a kid come the first time to camp. To I stand in line and wait for them, ask why they're here, and uh, basically they're they they don't they're hesitant to why they're here. They just know they want to be there. So it's kind of an exciting thing to see that child just kind of walk through that as they get into camp, and then by Monday morning, they're all immersed in, this, in, in the in the camp environment and having a different day. Craig? I'll add this. One day we were having check-in, and the cars were running through the, the circle, and this one young lady got out of the car, and she sprinted to another young lady, and they just embraced and said hello. And and I, I turned to the, the one young girl, and I said, I said, oh, wow, you must be like friends from school. She said, no, no, we're only friends from camp. And, and that for me, so when, when these kids come to camp and I can, I can see in my mind all kinds of friendships like that, that every year this is, and then, then, then of course they, they, they keep in touch through the year as well. But every year they, that's, this is their gathering point, their gathering spot. That's a lot like what Bill said. It's for that friendship. The other one, this is a new one for me. I do a lot of chapel visits, especially in Michigan. In Michigan, there's like 80 LCMS schools, and, and I, do, I do like 30 to 40 chapels a year. And the most asked question in the past has always been from the boys, may we bring electronics? Hmm. And the answer is no. And, but, the most, but that question has, has gotten a new, there's a new question that's taken its place, and it's this. It's do I get to stay with people of my own gender? Because the, the, the public camps, the secular camps are all transitioning to genderless cabins and that kind of, that sort of thing. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And, and, and they're concerned about that. So one of the things 
that they're looking for and coming to camp is a safe place to be. And we can fill in the blank with all kinds of, of, of things there, but a safe place. That's such a great experience for kids to be able to do. And very interesting, the questions that you get asked and what the implications are for our younger people who are thinking of going to camp and what that, thinking through for them, what that is going to mean for them in that experience. And I I have never been to camp, which is something that we need to rectify as an adult, (laughs) uh, especially going to Michigan. I would love to. I grew up in Michigan and I've never been to Camp Concordia. I don't know how this, I don't know how this has happened. But one of those great things is being able to experience the outdoors in a way that kids from suburbia like myself may not be able to actually experience. And what are some of those things about the great outdoors that kids are able to experience while they're at camp? Craig, we'll start with you. Okay. Okay. This is the, my risky one. I wrote this answer down. I'm like, and the answer is Jesus. You know, it's like, it's like, I know that that's not a theologically accurate answer, right? And, but, but it's true. These kids come, they, they watch their counselors. They listen to their counselors. They play with their counselors. They, they get, they get thrown in the water, whatever it is. And at the end of the day, they're sitting around, they're talking about faith and they're talking about who, who Christ is to them. And, and they really get, they get an experience that's connected to who they are in Jesus. So that's, that's one thing. Another, another thing a lot of people like to hear is, the answer is supposed to be fun. Okay. Like, what do we experience? that can't fun, but, but I, I always train my staff and I know Bill, all, all these, all of us do the same thing. Fun is a means to an end. And the experience at camp is, is so much bigger. I, I had a pastor in Colorado and, and he, he brought retreat groups out and, and they would be, his words were, we're going to have Bible study and then we're going to have fun. And then we're going to have Bible study and then we're going to have fun. I'm like, Oh no, Bible study is part of that fun, you know, and, and we can create an environments, especially in the outdoors, environments where we can engage in God's word in all kinds of new and different ways. And so, so it is fun and we do play, but that's, that for me is the major experience. I'm sure experiencing the wonder of creation Mm -hmm. uh, in and of itself is engaging and fun for many. It might yeah. be and, so fun for someone who's not comfortable with the outdoors yet, but yeah. they learn to be comfortable with the outdoors. I was going to say, and the wonder of allergic reactions to yes. great outdoors. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bill, what do, what do kids get to experience in the great outdoors at camp? Nowadays, I, I think even the stats show it, kids don't spend as much time outdoors as they used to. So at the beginning, some of, our, some of the kids that come mostly from the inner city are really hesitant on the vastness here. So we're on 180 acres, and, and there's a lot of room. So it can seem like, ooh, you know, I'm going to get lost. The nice thing about it is that our staff, and I call our staff the cool kids that love Jesus, because no matter who you are, that is how that camper is looking at that lead counselor. And so they have the opportunity just to show where creation yells out the creator, to take some of those, those myths, just spending the night outside looking at the stars. And just kind of wondering and then visiting the stories of Abraham that he may have more, just the more descendants as there is stars in the skies. So just creation is such a natural segue. Another thing that happens in outdoors is I think kids are pushed a little more to their limits. So when they do that, they're a little more open to do new challenges. So even not even on the challenge course, just doing other things. 
it invites different conversations. I call the the other thing I call is put a quarter in it. You're sitting around the campfire after the kids just got that second wind at night, and the conversations really spark up. Now they're open to asking some of those questions that maybe they wouldn't ask at home. Maybe they wouldn't ask their their youth leader that they see all the time, and all of a sudden they're just sitting around the campfire with kids they don't really know as well as they normally would, and they're really eager to share. So I, I think that's another one of the benefits, just getting kids away and away from their everyday everyday life. So walk us around camp. Let's start with wall camp. Walk us around camp. What are some of the things we might find at wall camp as a camper? One of the things we do a little more, more of here is we incorporate some of our outdoor education into our overnight camp. So we have a pretty strong outdoor education area. And we tend to, to do a lot of the microscope, microscope studies in our creek stomps. So we incorporate a lot of that into the camp program. But they arrive here, and depending on their age, they, they go to their cabins, and they're introduced to kids they don't know. One of the things I always love about camp is that kids get to know each other from the inside out instead of the outside in. So after a couple of days of being together, one of the things in today's society Kids have lost that concept of an acquaintance. So kids are either friends or not friends slash enemies. There's not that in between. And at camp, they get to kind of learn that because you may not be best buds with the person that's your cabin mate, but you're going to get along for the week and you'll learn to respect each other and you're going to grow in that respect of each other. But maybe at the end, you're not going to be pen pals, but that's okay because there is that acquaintance boundary that I think kids are afraid of there's not a lot of that so we do a lot of that with our team building so team building starts right out of the box that's the first night they're already starting to learn a little bit about each other next morning they'll wake up and meet out at the the lake for the lake lesson then come and eat then head over to the flagpole for the the morning devo and then the activities go on for the day and all those activities are built around them learning more about being in community so it's not a lot of solo so we don't have an obstacle course, for example, because an obstacle course is kind of, look what I can do. I can do this better. Now, take it from a person that's athletically challenged. I couldn't stand obstacle course. If I looked at one, I would run right from it. That's it. I'm going to be embarrassed. But at camp, we do it in team building. So for me, it would have been more like, wow, this would have been great when I was a kid because I can figure things out. So uh, that's another one of the things that just happens during and throughout the day. The other thing is independence. So the kids clean up after themselves for lunch. Kids clean up the the restrooms once a day just to make sure everything's tidy. That's the number one thing I've heard from parents afterwards is, wow, my child came home and they're doing their dishes. How'd you get them to do that? We didn't get them to. It was just expected and everybody else is doing it. So now you know your kid can do dishes. So that's that's one of the other things of, of just the benefits of camp and the day-to-day is just that independence, but also growing in community. So you get to build on both of those. I can do my dishes too as an adult. <laughs> mom, thank you, Mom. <laughs> Greg, what about at Camp Concordia? We'll take us on a tour around camp. What happens there? All right. We're going to walk out the office door and we're going to walk along the lake and we're going to come to a, a worship area with a, an altar. We're going to go past the beach and to another campfire area. And then right there, right next to it, is the brand new 36-foot-high climbing tower. So we got four stories of, of climbing and a little rappelling that's going to go on this summer. And then down the way, 
There's a creek stomping area, a swampy area that we can hike through and do mountain biking through. Then we got to come back and there's a, there's like the ax throwing area and the slingshot area, all the shooting things, right? This is where all our boys want to hang out. Let's shoot things. And uh, a riflery area, archery area. And then you, then you calm down a little bit with the, everybody has nine square these days. And, and what is that? It's pickleball, pickleball and gaga ball and volleyball and all, all those kinds of things. So, and then, and, but I'll tell you what, it, that what Bill said, the team building though, I would say if, if, if we could evaluate everybody every week, that's the, that's the high point is when we do team building on the challenge course. That's, that's the one is, and then, like Bill said, it's not obstacle course. It, it may have obstacles, but it's, it's me supporting my fellow camper and, and they grow so tight that way. Yeah. We are at camp in the woods. We are at Camp Concordia <laughs> in Gowan, Michigan and wall camp in Kingston, Illinois. We're going to continue the conversation with our guests in just a moment right here on the coffee hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Get out your bug spray. We are going to camp today. We are at Camp Concordia in Gowan, Michigan and Wall Camp in Kingston, Illinois. And we are learning about opportunities for kids at camp. And it is, I, I'm really envious of all the kids that get to go to camp this mm-hmm. summer. Creek stomping, climbing walls. Mountain biking. Axe throwing. Archery. All the fun things. I'm there. <laughs> Repelling. Our guest today, Dr. Craig Goldenberg, Executive Director of Camp Concordia, and Bill and Deli, Executive Director of Wall Camp. So you gentlemen have done a fine job of walking us around camp, giving us a nice visual of what campers will see, what campers will experience at camp. How do campers, and, and you've already shared this a little bit, how do campers hear the good news of Jesus, learn about Christ's love for them in their time at camp? Craig? Yeah, I wrote down, I'm going to go back to Garland Midget. He was one of the, well, actually, he was a contemporary of, of, of the early director of Wall Camp. And he's down at Camp Lone Star. And his theory was this. There's three, three places where kids interact with the word of Jesus. One is the, the counselor-led Bible study. There's always Bible studies at camp. We have a great opening. We're bouncing all over. And then and they dig deep into the word in their small groups. And then the next one is, is like campfire devotions. And that's where other staff get to share Christ with, with kids. But then the best one, the best one, and this is, again, a highly rated one. We At different camps, it's been called different things. At Camp Lone Star, it was called Roundup. I think in, in Colorado, we called it Shine Time. Here at Camp Concordia, we call it The Wave. And this is where the campers, with their with the, the staff, the campers get to develop and, and figure out something to share with the other campers. It's something they've learned during the day. It could be it could be a song, a poem, a skit. It could be anything. It could be a craft. But they should get to share the message of Jesus Christ as well. And so it, it's 
and, and that that one they walk home with and and the, and I'll get these kinds of stories. I remember when that staff shared the story about walk the, the, the person walking on the wall and falling into the alley where the dog lived. And they remember what happened in that faith journey with that counselor because our counselors learned to also share the story and, and share their life stories about how, how Jesus interacted with their life. It's very powerful. Bill, what about it at Wolf Camp? So I, I would say uh, the time, it's multiple throughout the day. One of my things is I like impromptu things. So uh, we may have children doing a, a float down the river, and then we may have a couple staff members over just cooking up some, frying some fish on the side of the river and inviting them over. And there we can share a story about how Jesus may have just been on the, on the riverside just sharing that fish or sharing the meal. I like more of the, you know, you don't know what's going to happen next. This year, our goal is to have one staffer that's kind of in charge of that. Shenanigans isn't the right word because it's got like a negative connotation to it, but I kind of like the word. But, you know, just kind of causing that. So sometimes even maybe the lead staffer, the lead counselor with the group doesn't know what's going to go on. They may be just taken back like, ooh, like we'll do a hayride and hijack the hayride in the middle of the field. You know, things like that just to get the kids just that spontaneous like, ooh, what's happening? And they become involved. The skits are always the best, though, and the skits are just watching the the staff put together the skits, and then then watching it over the summer develop into something that that's fun to watch. Our pastors of the week they spend some time. So every week we have a pastor. They spend some time. I I kind of when they ask for your, for a kind of a summary of what that job entails, I call it like a traveling minstrel. You know, you get to just walk around from group to group, pop in. We have one pastor that loves to make rope out of tree bark. So he'll just sit there and talk to the kids. And as he's doing it, he's ripping his tree bark and just kind of making a rope. So the kids are watching him do that as he's sharing the word. So little little things like that just kind of make, make the difference of that child for the week. So as parents and and kids are preparing to go to camp this summer, Craig, you already mentioned some of the questions that that the kids have. What about parents having questions about what their kids are going to be doing, how to prepare? What are some of those common questions that you get, Craig? Oh, you know what? My wife gets them all, but which is really advantageous. But Mary, Mary's good. But the it's the one question we don't get is what's the cost? People are ready to invest in their kids' lives. That's one. But, but the, the biggest question is, can you describe to me how I'm going to know my kids are safe? Mm-hmm. And, and we talk about how, how, what the supervision is like. We talk about what, it, what it's like at night and, and all of that. Food-wise, my child has allergies, has, is gluten, needs to be gluten-free. Uh, how can we handle that? And we, we work that issue through with all the parents. Can, I bring, can my child bring a friend that isn't Lutheran? Can my child bring a friend that isn't Christian? And of course, the answer is yes, yes, with the, an, a, the anticipation of them hearing Christ for the first time, potentially. And, and can they call me when they're at camp? That's the toughest one. Mm-hmm. It, it, we, we don't have a phone available to kids, and we do offer this to parents. We say, you know, if you're concerned about the safety, we have a campground, and you are welcome. We'll, you come to the campground, we'll do background checks, get all that taken care of, and you can spy on us all you want. <laughs> That's our answer. Mm-hmm. 
Bill, what are the questions you get from parents about camp, and how do you answer those questions? I'm going to just go right with Greg on the one that, with the cell phone thing or the contact and the kids, and that's just been the last couple of years. Before that, it wasn't, but now, now that's more prevalent, and we do the same thing, and you know, we're not holding your kid hostage or anything, but we, we explain to them that if, if you do that, now if the child was maybe a little homesick, that's going to re-bring that homesick feeling. And also, if you call and one of the other kids' parents don't call, then the, the kids that's in that group is, hey, why doesn't my mom call? You know, And so it brings a little bit of that. And uh, most of the time it's just assuring them that if there is an issue, we will call. That is what we will have. You'll be the first one to know everything. We'll we'll make that phone call right away. We post pictures every day of what's going on at camp so you can see the kids. You can see if you look at them and you think, hey, they look like they're not having a good time. You know, feel free to call. You know, you never know what's going to come up in a picture. But basically, it's just assuring the parents of that. I've seen more of the kids. Not It's more the parents on that side. The kids always want to know what we're doing next. Kids like an itinerary. So they don't like that question of what. So you can have one, but, you know, it's camp, so it doesn't always work that way because nature can get in the way. But, yeah, that would be the number one, the question asked there. And the number two is how can I, how can the kids keep in touch with the counselor after camp? So we have mechanisms for that to go through. But those counselors do become real, real strong role models to them, and they want to. And then the, the other thing is, you know, when can we do it again? Can we sign up again now? So those, those are the three big ones that, that we see. And food allergies are uh, another one. You know, how do you take care of that? But we forward that to our guest service director, and she is very competent in it and confident when she explains it. So, yeah, that's, that's where I would end it. Well, tell us about the camp opportunities. We'll start with Wall Camp and then go to Camp Concordia. What, what opportunities are still open at Wall Camp this summer for kids? Okay, so for kids to come, we're, we have a very strong day camp program here too. So we're, we're close to like metropolitan areas. Or, and so our day camp program is just about full for the year. And that's about 40 to 50 kids a week. We have a couple extra slots open, but it, it's getting full. Our overnight camps, we still have openings in all the weeks. A few of the weeks, it seems like the sweet spot this year is the 9 to 13-year-olds. That seems to be where they're they're filling in the most. So there's some openings there. Basically, and we also have a campground. We have a family campground on the weekends. So there's openings there for families to come out and just spend the time as a family in God's creation. And we help them kind of guide along with the activities and stuff during the day. We maybe maybe do a meal with them or something else. So there's still openings there, but it, but it is filling up fast. So this has been just a, a blessing of a year. Uh, kids are getting ready to get back out, and the parents are getting ready to just say, here, I want my kid back to reengage people. So. Craig, what about opportunities at Camp Concordia this summer for kids? There's space everywhere. Last last summer, we had to turn people away because of lack of staff, and that was kind of a national deal that went on this year. The staff are there. We have been, been blessed beyond measure with great summer staff. So so there's I, I think there's at least a few beds in every week and family we have just a, we just do one little family camp it, all of those all the beds are full but there's space in the camp yeah so we're we're in we're in good shape if somebody still wants to to roll in 
What are some things to know as people are thinking about camp? Things to prepare, stuff to bring, what not to bring, other than electronics, obviously. Craig? Well, bring the friend. Bring that bring that un- that non-churched friend because they want it they should hear Jesus. It's a great family plan there. I've made my list. Clothes, shower items, sleeping bag, pillow, teddy bear, uh, bug repellent, Bible, guitar, if you play it. We had a young lady bring a cello once. And we had cello and djembe and guitar around the campfire. And I want to tell you, it was incredible. She, she did that for three years, I believe. There you go. All right. Very good. Bill, anything to add to that list? Uh, what to bring, what not to bring? And we'll talk about registration in just a moment. No, no, Craig, Craig most of it, I always, the musical instruments is always mine too. I'm a, I'm a musician too. So I, you know, <laughs> bring whatever you got. We'll have fun with it, you know, and it's kind of interesting. Yeah, we had one, one year we had a sax player with everything, you know, so just kind of fun. Just, yeah, bring what you got and let's, let's have some fun and bring your, your openness to try new things. That would be another one. Just the willingness to say, Hey, you know what? I'm not sure, but I'm going to try that. Very good. How can we learn about registration at wall camp this summer and find out what camps are still open? Head on over to wallcamp.org. W A L C A M is in Mary P org and everything's right in there just click on summer camp and, and day camp as well and everything's there and our weekends at family camp all that can be done right through the registration site it's quick easy and painless and camp concordia how can we register find out more about what's going on at camp concordia this summer oh it's camp concordia.org and if you don't know how to spell concordia you're a bad lutheran right? <laughs> <laughs> It'll show everything. Campconcordia.org, wallcamp.org. Lots of fun opportunities this summer at camps around the country. And we're grateful for Camp Concordia and Wall Camp spending some time with us today. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Bill, for being our guests on the Coffee Hour today. All right. Thank you. Thank you you so much. Thanks. You can find out more in the program notes today as well. We'll share some links there about the camps that we chatted with today. Thanks for joining us for the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golsa. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.